0: You're listening to the Voicing Your Brand podcast, episode number nine. Welcome to Voicing Your Brand. I'm your host, Tammy Romani, and as a voiceover talent for more than 30 years, I've been a voice for many brands. But in today's digital marketing world, you've got to have your own voice for business. So now my mission is to help you learn how to use your voice for success by unlocking your authentic voice to tell your story and be heard. Are you ready? Welcome to the studio. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, I know you've been waiting a whole week for part two of my interview with Kenya Kelly, so I'm not going to keep you too long. I just want to tell you that... This is going to be brilliant, so hang on to your seats. If you have any questions about how to brand yourself and how to brand your business, Kenya has a brilliant way to walk you through that, and we are about to dive in now. If you missed last week, go back and listen to it. It's episode eight. Kenya Kelly has a a firm called If You Brand It, and she's really a brilliant strategist for business and also a branding consultant. So I don't want to waste any more of your time because this is so critical to you moving forward with your business and being the voice of your brand. What is your brand? Let's make sure you get your branding right. And now here's the rest of my interview with Kenya Kelly. Kenya, if people wanted to work with you, what is the process you take them through to find their personal brand?
1: Yeah, so it, uh, most people when they come, they are, um, for lack of a better word, clueless. Um, they have an idea of who they are or what they want to look like and colors. But I, my first thing to them is I say, hey, listen, remember, branding is not about you. And they're like, what, what do you mean? And I explained that when you build a brand your goal is to bring in a group of people to you that's going to buy from you. And I just unpack it from there. Most people come in and they take my free brand quiz that way they get an idea. But by the time they get to me, they've taken the quiz and I say, well, what's your result? And they give me the result. And I say, well, what's the result for your company? And they're like, what? I'm like, take it again. Most people take it as their personal personality. Mm -hmm. And then when they take it as this uh, as this podcast, or as this retail store. They get an entirely different uh, brand archetype. And when we get on the phone, I'm able to help them understand, here's your goal, here's who you're trying to attract, this color, this font, this, this is going to attract him or her because of psychology, Says you know, all these different things. And by the end of, most people have like an hour session, but by the end of 30 minutes, they're like, oh, I had no idea. They're super hype. They're super clear. And then from there, we're able to actually design a brand that attracts them. So my first part is just clarity, helping them understand what they think about branding is typically not correct and that it's easier than they think and that they don't have to necessarily be Kim Kardashian. I love Kim, but they don't have to be Kim Kardashian. They can be what it is that they're creating we just have to determine what that looks like what that feels like who we're trying to attract and then design it to attract those people to um to them it's kind of like i saw kylie jenner was in houston recently and all her fans swarmed ulta and basically almost shut the place down and people get upset at kylie and i said no Kylie has an audience of people that are fanatics and she knows what colors to use, what fonts to use, what message to use, and what product to create to cause them to buy everything out within 30 minutes. That's what I help my customers with. Let's get clear and build like Kylie.
0: Wow. Okay. So that overwhelms me a little bit. So I want to unpack that because in my world of voiceover and being the voice of your brand and so on, I talk a lot about a personal brand as being who you are and the personality that you represent, your persona online, what you talk Mm -hmm. about, you are now taking that, what what you are naturally inclined to and flipping it to an actual physical brand that you can then use for your advertising, your Facebook ads and so on that will attract more people. You have the whole science behind that. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating to me. It's a far cry from me seeing a couple of colors combined on a, a catalog cover and going, oh, I like those two colors together. I think I'll make my website look like that.
1: Right. I mean, right. That,
0: that's my extent of yeah. branding experience. And <laughs> you're talking a whole nother level. I think I need yes. to buy your product right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So funny. So at what point like okay so you've got someone like me who's just been talking online I'm building this thing I've done my own graphics and so on I pick colors that I like that you're saying that that might not be the best idea that there is a a type of person you want yes. to attract and there is actually a science behind attracting that person.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like, okay. One of the things I always do, because the average person, when they get to us, they're like, but I don't get it. I like silver. I like gold. I like pink. And I want that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of just, you know, talking bad about what they've chosen or what things look like, I, we just start asking questions. We just say, okay, so what's your ultimate financial goal? Oh, I want to make a million dollars by the end of the year. Okay. How much is your average product you wanna sell? I wanna sell a program of $50,000. Okay, Uh, what does that person look like? Is she a woman? Yeah, she's a woman, she makes 250 a year. I said, what kind of car she drives? She drives a Mercedes, she shops at Neiman's or Nordstrom. Okay, so, and she's very she's in corporate America? Yeah, she works with all the guys? Yeah. I'm like, so you want a super powerful woman who drives a fancy vehicle, who um, makes this amount of money per year and you want her to give you $50,000? Yes. So if we design a website with pink and gold, do you think that woman will be attracted to it? And there's silence. And I say, okay this is something to understand. It's okay to love silver. It's okay to love pink. But you're trying to make a million dollars and you're trying to get X amount of women that make this amount of money that spend $50,000 with you. Something about this should attract them to you. Just like Mercedes. They walked into Mercedes and bought that car. They went to Nemes because of X. And when we design, when we create Our ultimate goal is to attract a group of people to buy from us. And so let's just say you have a luxury brand. When people think luxury, a few colors, a few feelings come to mind, like Mercedes, black, silver, Tesla, white. You know, when you think of girly, oh, I'm going to have products for teens. You immediately think of bright colors. If you use brown, it's not going to attract the teenage girl. And so everything that we do, it, it has a feeling. If I'm looking for the clearance signs, I'm not looking for brown. I'm looking for red. Mm. You know, because wow. that's, that's Absolutely. It's a, yeah, it's like eco-friendly. I'm not looking for purple. Eco-friendly is green. That's what they told us. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have to look at the psychology of marketing, and it's something. And it's so easy. You can go to Google and type psychology of colors in marketing, click on images and you'll get the thing that will explain exactly what colors do to you. It's like if I was married and I wanted my husband to say, yes, I would just put on a red dress <laughs> <laughs> because red gives energy and it makes men go, <gasps> you know, it's just, it's just their thing, you know, and
0: Okay, so that, that, know, that is interesting, interesting to me because I've had this conversation, uh, and this is turning a, a little into a little bit of a tangent. But I, I have another friend who will be a guest on the podcast who does personal branding in terms of, of your, uh, your clothing. And she talks about how if you are a woman in a male dominated business or, say, a corporate, don't wear red to the boardroom. Because the men will think, "Oh, hussy has nothing, you know, yeah, I like her i they can 't even define it, and then the women will say she 's not she 's not uh, relatable, and she 's not reliable, yeah, and I thought, what, but I always heard red was a power color, red is a power- co- you know red <laughs> tie, men wear red ties, she goes. Yeah, but they don't wear red suits. <laughs> you know, right. you, you can have like a red shoes to kind of set it yeah. off and make people go, oh. But she goes, no, you don't want to wear red to a boardroom situation. Right. I was like, well, okay, well, you know, she will be a future guest on the podcast because that <laughs> was a whole new thing to open up. You, you, the two of you together would probably really be very fascinating because yes. you're talking about the psychology of color and how people respond and they don't even know that they respond. So it's a a completely involuntary response. And what you're telling me is in your actual physical branding, the stuff that you put out to the world, you want to have your best chance of getting a positive response.
1: Yeah, because it's it's, when you're not talking, it's speaking. When you're not speaking, your brand is talking to them. Hmm. Whether we wow. like it or not, like it's right. just it, it's it's saying something, and we have to make sure that it's saying what we want them to say. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so I hear a lot of uh, talk about people. Oh, I'm rebranding right now. hmm I wish that they would all talk to you first before they did that. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, it's like, well, are you just rethinking it yourself? If I said that I'm rebranding, it would probably be, yeah, I just don't like those colors, so I'm redesigning yeah. my website because, you know, when you, when you start out, you're you're on a budget. Yeah, absolutely. And so you do it yourself, and there's nothing wrong with that. But right. what we're talking about is there's a time when you recognize maybe you're you're stalled. You know, maybe you, yeah. you're you selling things regularly, but it's not the results you really want to strive for. That's when you see someone like Kenya who can yeah. help you pull that apart and, and find that spot where you can bump up your marketing efforts and maybe get some better results just because of the psychology behind color and presentation.
1: Yeah, Ooh, and one this. of the beautiful things today is they can just watch Facebook live videos and YouTube videos for the training, the information, and then they could brand correctly. Mm. You know, know, before they can afford a person, they just watch someone's videos and Mm -hmm. you'll you'll be so knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: That is a great place to start. And we can address that too because one of the criticisms people like us who are online trainers get is, well, I could just learn this for free on the internet. Of course you can. Yes, of course. <laughs> Everything in this day and age, there's no excuse for not having new knowledge, Right. the latest knowledge. It is on YouTube. It is on the internet. It Google, you know, that's why we have the Google is mm-hmm. to find out these things. But if you want some personal attention, if you want some expertise, if you want some group coaching, if you want to, for me shorten the learning curve. Exactly. I'm I'm a really good online learner, but I buy courses like crazy because I know how long it will take me to do the research versus buying from someone who's done all the research and can just give it to me on a platter.
1: Yes. Yep. And that's what I always tell people that, because sometimes my clients say, well, if I, if I tell everything online, nobody's going to buy. And I said, no, you're telling them because you're teaching to serve, then to sell. And by the time they get ready to want to buy from you, they are sold on you. And they say, if she's doing all this for free, what in the world is she going to tell me on the phone? This is going to be good. And when they get on the phone with you, they want personalized help. Just like you said, because otherwise you're teaching live, you're teaching generally you have no problem. I mean, someone can try to get all the information online, at, but at some point, they're going to be so frustrated and say, forget this. I'm going after the person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And let me, let me just, maybe we can close out with that thought about teaching to serve. You give a ton of information. And one of the things that I hear people say a lot is, I don't know what my content should look like because I'm afraid of giving away all my course content." for free and then no one will buy it. So what is your response to that objection to teaching to serve online?
1: Yeah. So one of the things I always tell people is that before you start online, the number one thing you should do is a brain dump. And brain dump meaning you write every single topic that you know, like from bullet point form, what you know about your subject, ins and outs. That way you have content for years. One of the things to know is when you start teaching online, you probably are teaching to your friends and family, and they're never going to buy it anyway, right? Right. But when you teach online, they start sharing your content, and then you start reaching new people. Well, the content you've been teaching for the last 60 days, they just found you today, so they don't really know all that other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And most people kind of fizzle in, and they fizzle out. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I'm always teaching the exact same things, just differently, And I don't worry about, oh, if I tell all this, then nobody's gonna buy. Because one thing that I know without a shadow of a doubt is you can teach 20 minutes online, but that's nothing compared to when someone gets to ask you a detailed personal question, right? Every single thing that I've done and sold, I have taught it online to some degree, but not all in one setting. You have to find it in 600 videos on YouTube. You can't piece it all together. And the average person is like, I do not want to watch six one hour videos. I'd rather buy this thing for two ninety-seven dollars and get it all and I can click what I want to watch. So don't be afraid that you're going to tell too much or that you're going to, nobody's going to buy. It. That's not the case. Everybody wants the shortened version, but they buy into you by what you're teaching online. hmm
0: yeah, Absolutely. Uh, when I think back of all the times I've spent money on online learning, exactly that was my thinking is I've been following this person for a while or I heard them speak somewhere. They know about this thing I want to learn about, be it yeah. podcasting, Facebook ads, general marketing. Why would I spend all my time wading through all the information? And right. I already trust this person to give it to me straight. Right. And I think that I think that is so important because I find myself be, uh, in that situation as well, where I hold myself back because I think, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about that too much because that's in my course, or right. oh, you know. But forgetting that when there's group coaching along with it, you've got a whole opportunity within your private group setting to. Yes. To coach one-on-one with people or one-to-two or whatever, or coach someone through, perhaps like in my case, a voice lesson where everyone watching is going to learn right? and apply what you're teaching in that setting. And it's so much different than when you're just telling the information when you are actually working with another human. And yeah. hearing their heart, hearing their insecurities, and speaking, them to, to, speaking to them rather directly about that and how they can overcome it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I know for my own self, I've watched plenty of people's free stuff online. And I've gotten to the point where I just said, I want them. I, I'm buying an hour. I'm buying three hours. Because of everything that I've learned for free, I'm like, oh, no, I, I want one-on-one. I've spent thousands of dollars on people that I could just watch their free stuff, but I didn't want the free stuff anymore. I wanted behind the scenes. I wanted my tailored stuff. You Mm -hmm. will make, I'm I'm telling you, the more you share, the more people will want more from you. And I guarantee Mm -hmm. you'll have way more to share with someone that you don't even realize it until you're on that private with them.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you can only discover that through doing it. Right, exactly. You can only discover that through doing it. Wow, th- that was so good. That was so good. And, th- and that is such a key. I- I'm going to be better myself at doing this because I find myself <laughs> just having that little thought oh, I've taught on that before. Okay, that was three months ago that you talked about that. How many yeah. people never saw it? So it's okay right. to repeat yourself. You have to understand that social media is so fluid that people are not seeing everything you do. As much as you would like to think they are, they're just not. They have lives. (laughs) (laughs) So they're they're catching maybe every 10th thing that you do. And if they've already seen you do it, I guarantee you, you're not going to say it the same way the next time you teach the same thing. So you literally could have a list of 10 or 20 things that you like to teach on and just keep rotating through the same. Yeah. Cause you're going to tell yeah. different stories based on your life experience. You're going to highlight different parts of that. And it really is getting yourself on a, on a content schedule is how you reach people. And so someone sees you and then a week later they see another thing. And then two weeks later they see another thing. That's more realistic about how much they're going to be seeing you. They're not seeing everything. So wipe that thought out of your head. Oh, I talked about that two weeks ago, so I can't talk about it again. No, absolutely talk about it again, especially if it's a highlight of something you like to teach people.
1: Yeah. And understand that everybody's going to be in a different place. Like I I would talk to a trainer today. She's teaching on womanhood and she, I took her class last year and we don't have the replay of it. And I said, can you do the replay this year? And she goes, why? I said, well, I was at a different place when I watched your videos that time. And then for 365 days, I needed the replay and I didn't have it. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm like, I, I'm in a different place now. And now I want the videos and I don't have access to it. Cause like if you tell someone something, they apply it and then 60, 90 days they receive the results, but now they're in a whole new place. They need to hear what you said again to do the repeat because the new stage. Oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: So another thing to remember, mm-hmm. I love this Kenya. Thank you so much for dropping your knowledge for our listeners today. I just, how can people get in touch with you and connect with you. I think that's so important because I think you're going to have some people who are very interested in what you do now. How can they take your brand quiz?
1: Yes. Yeah, so if you guys want to take the quiz, you literally can go to uh, kingandkelly.com uh, and on the homepage, you'll see where you can click on the quiz. Um, I play a lot on Instagram. I do my Facebook lives on my page, King and Kelly, but I do a lot every single day in my Insta story. If you want to see things that you want to know about me and don't want to know, you can definitely find it in Instagram stories.
0: Stuff you want to know and don't want to know. That's what gives us the little insights, you know,
1: seeing the personal
0: life, seeing, seeing your, your, your relationship with your neighbors, seeing how you interact with family. That's what makes us trust you and like you. So thank you so much, Kenya. This has been a blast. I think I will be calling you again because I feel like we're going to have some questions about this, that maybe we can do a a little more targeted. episode about, but I I just thank you so much because this opens up so much possibility for people.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye.
0: Oh boy, that was good. Do you see now why I had to divide this conversation into two podcast episodes? There is just so much gold here so much information about branding, about business. So I want you to continue to follow Kenya Kelly and check her out at kenyakelly.com. Also, all of the links for what she talked about will be in the show notes. She's just a fantastic human and a wonderful resource for you. So I hope moving forward, you can learn from her continue to learn from her and check back often with what she has to offer. And you know, I just want to say thank you for being with me. This is episode nine. We're almost about to hit episode 10. I think we will take a short little break over the next couple of weeks for the holidays. And then we will come back in the first week of January with a vengeance because, boy, I know you'll hit the ground running in January. And we've got so much great information to share with you coming up. If this has been helpful to you, would you leave me a review on iTunes? That is something that helps this podcast to be found by others who might need to know how to be the voice of their brand. Thank you again for listening. I will catch you next time. See you in the studio. Bye-bye.